Hey guys, welcome back to the cafe and if it's your first time joining us, welcome. You're our special guest this evening and I hope you enjoy the episode enough to keep coming back. Now to my returning listeners, you'd remember I mentioned last week that I had to split the episode in two parts because we had recorded for so long. But given the audio quality that we were stuck with, of which I'm very grateful by the way, because even though the audio was a little tacky, I still got a truckload of positive feedback from you guys, so thank you for that. Now back to what I was saying, given the audio quality that we were stuck with last week, I insisted that we redo the other half of the infidelity problem, and my friends were kind enough to oblige me, yes because they love me. Anyway, so today I am pleased to announce that we do have a better sound quality, and um, thank you, thank you for your tolerance towards last week's episode, It it was a shitty audio I know, but thank you. And shout out to everyone who sent in their suggestions on how I can improve sound quality when I record with guests. The tips were very useful, thank you. So let's cross over to the main episode. So moving on to monogamy, you guys. In the name of clarity, you know, just making sure we're all on the same page. Can someone please define what a monogamous relationship is? So who's going to help us? Facts. <laughs> We're going to say bully first, but I saw that one coming. But, okay, so I saw that one coming. Okay. Um, what is monogamy? Monogamy is um a union between one man and one woman. Um, or rather, I'll put it this way: monogamy is doesn't just start in marriage. Rather, mm-hmm. I would say it is a union or a relationship between a man and a woman, one man and one woman that is supposed to eventually end in marriage between one man and one woman i guess that's what monogamy is so exclusivity one to the other yeah mm. well, yes i do actually very surprisingly i agree <laughs> very surprisingly so no addition no nothing we go with yes, two words right out of my mouth all right so great we're all on the same page now now for the billion dollar question you guys is monogamy realistic Who's going to open the floor in this one Bull- for us? Frank, you are too predictable. All right, so <laughs> he returns um, Monogamy is realistic. Is that what you're saying? Yes, is it realistic? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, as I stated last week, um, I think relationship is about commitment, and commitment, as far as I'm concerned, embodies exclusivity. So you cannot, um, if you're committed to me, I think focus is a single thing. I think when you're focused, it means you're single-eyed. So you're, you're minding your business, drinking water, your face is single, your eyes are single rather. So yes, I think monogamy is realistic. I think it is not a walk in the park, but I think it is realistic. I think it is something that we can attain onto as well. I think it is something we can walk towards and attain eventually. Yes, so it is realistic. It is not a walk in the park again. But it's realistic. Mm. So, perhaps, how about you? Is monogamy realistic? Well, um, I I completely agree that monogamy is realistic, but I would say it is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Yes. Why? Yes. And well, I'm I'm being very realistic. Um, growing up, I have seen good marriages. Mm-hmm. I have seen bad marriages. Or I won't say bad mm-hmm. marriages outrightly, but I've seen good marriages and marriages where the couples eventually ended up enduring themselves all through the rest of their lives. And 
and I see how difficult it is. Sometimes um, it makes me paranoid. I can remember, was it last year? I was, no, early this year, I was discussing mm-hmm. with a relative and I was like, I am worried, a whole lot worried about the idea of marriage, about the idea of being with one person for the rest of your life, about the fact that I might reach one point where the marriage just becomes an endurance test. So, although although re- yes, I think I think a lot of people have that fear. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in this generation. Well, yes. well, when you say this our generation, I would rather say it wasn't um it wasn't a a thing to consider for our parents because a yeah, lot of times that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like they think, but now like nearly every other person, like if you ask one person, then like I'm saying, like every twenty three people have the same fear of going into marriage for this same reason. Mm-hmm. Whether it will be sustainable, whether they'll get tired, whether things would work, whether like there's a lot of uncertainty and fear. Uncertainty it's true. Very true. And and it's even worse that in this time, um um marriages break easily. I mean it's like yeah, and it's it's gone. So, so on the basis of that, mm-hmm. I really think it's difficult. Really difficult. Do you guys think, and Prax, especially, you know, you said it is extremely difficult. Do you think the extremely difficult part is because um, people would find it hard to bottle the initial emotion of excitement and love that they felt for each other when they started out? Do you think that's the reason? No, I don't think that's why. I believe the reason is because people demand, um, people demand unrealistic things from each other. They never, okay. they never come to the point of really knowing that, okay, this person is human. I shouldn't demand as much. This person can fail. Can, this person may not meet my expectations. So I begin to demand so much from the person, and the person is not meeting it. Disappointment is, is, is I mean, is lurking in the shadows. It's just going to come as a natural thing. So um, that's really what happens. For instance, now, a woman that thinks her husband is always going to shower with text messages in the morning. Text. She wake up in the morning, darling. Good morning. The sunshine looks like your face. And you face the sunshine. Blah. And then he does it for the first two weeks. Then after he stops, then she gets angry and cranky. But why why do it in the first place if you won't be able to maintain it, though? That's wrong. I think that's one problem women have with men. You guys start out with, you know, like really really romantic moves you know movie type thing like romantic movie type things and then women expect you to continue because that's what she has gotten used to then somewhere in the middle you guys just stop and expect her to just adjust automatically to the new reality okay so um bolu am i supposed to speak for the male folk here am i supposed to answer for my guys yes yes you are yes because i have just said well you can go on you can make your point state your case and state it clearly because i'm coming for you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I will answer for my guys. <laughs> this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. Truly, every man should try to be consistent in everything. We should all try. I mean, when you start, and it, it swings both ways, though, men and women, you understand? If I mm-hmm. start with texting you, with 
I shouldn't overdo though to, because I'm trying to put put my best foot forward. I should be natural. I should text you naturally, and as the friendship continues to grow, it should be more natural. That's what I believe. But the truth is, sometimes you get caught up with yeah. work. Sometimes life hits you hard, and at that point where life hits you hard, you really cannot meet up with some things you used to meet up with before. It is not because you don't want to meet up. It okay. is just because life can hit people hard at times. And the truth is, sometimes rather than let that build bitterness in the heart of a partner over them against the other, I think the best thing to do is to just ask or be understanding or any of those things that I'm not really skilled in talking about. But the main point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make is sometimes life hits people. Sometimes also people change. So it's it's a lot of a lot of things that we cannot even account for can happen. So let's just leave it there. Bolu, please come for me now. Okay, Bolu, are you ready? Are you ready to come? <laughs> okay, so okay, wait, Tommy, first, your question was um, why does he think marriage is extremely difficult? Yes. Oh sorry, monogamy rather. Why um yes. is it because people find it hard? Is it because people find it hard to bottle the initial emotion of love and oh, excitement at the beginning oh, of the relationship? Okay, so first. I'll stand I'll start rather I'll start from the standpoint of um now saying bottling that feeling of excitement and love, I think it is difficult. And because um most of these feelings they are they're what now they're a direct consequence of our emotions. And I think emotions are very fickle mm-hmm. because today I'm sad and tomorrow I'm happy, today I'm angry mm-hmm. and tomorrow I'm sad. Now I'm not saying love is as ephemeral as that, no. I'm saying that there is a possibility that the things that used to wow you about this individual do not wow you as much anymore. And that's why I don't think it is wise to base any relationship on just your emotions. You cannot say, because I consider this lady to be extremely beautiful, that's the only reason why I'll go into a relationship. They have to be based on more fundamental things, um, how much you actually genuinely like the person, whether you guys agree, whether you guys share similar values, all those now moving on yes wait now moving on facts let me understand what did you say about um like what did you just say what did you say before i I said (laughs) you mean the the whole thing thing, like the crux of what i was saying because i don't don't enter him appropriately accurately like an arrow Beautiful, beautiful. People change. Not people, people change. change. Don't speak That's for hello. Madam Abebe, don't, don't speak for me. Thank <laughs> you. What I said. Okay, Prax, I'm listening. Um, sometimes people demand um, unrealistic. unrealistic. Yes. And so um, it is possible that because life hits the person or hits one of them, it is. No, 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 no. You've skipped a part. People okay. demand unrealistic things from their partners. Okay. Mm-hmm. And because their partners do not meet those unrealistic demands, mm-hmm. then bitterness begins to build up. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, so that's what I said, yes. Okay, well, I agree with the part. I agree with the fact that... um, And I don't even blame us, as it were, for these unrealistic expectations we have of our partners. Our society is... I don't know, is at fault for all these things. Every woman, maybe not every woman, but most um, young girls are raised up with the mentality that um, your husband is going to be the knight in shining armor that would t- sort of turn your life around. It would, everything, everything. Yes, everything is your husband, your husband, your man, any small thing, you're not married yet. And there is a sort of, I don't know, there is a status sort of that marriage seems to give you. So everybody, like apart from the fact that your parents are stressing you and 
maybe you just want companionship. There is also the very important, there is the way girls think, and I'm speaking for ladies now. I may not feel mm. that way, but people actually think like that. So they're like, mm, I'm broke now. They're like, it's because you don't have a boyfriend. Do you get? So like there is this, yeah. um, what now? Like there is this hope, this expectation that society expects us to have. And then men too. My brother is here. And they're like, um, so my brother, um, let's say he cooks, let's say he fries egg and he's a bit salty. Next thing people will say is, ah, she be you marry and there's no need for you to cook. Do you understand? Like there is a like society makes us yes, we have we have all these exactly. gaps that we so, want exactly. our partner. Society to just makes feel. us feel like um, it is normal for us to expect these things from our partner. Now it is true that our partners are as human as we are, and there are some times that they would be unable to reach these things. But there's something they call love languages. Now you know me. Let's say um, my love language is words of affirmation. You knew it from the start. It's not like when I grew up, it will stop. Now if you if you're sending me nice texts every morning, you would have to keep sending me next te- nice texts till the end of our life. And it's not because <laughs> that one is not even because of it. I'm serious. It's not even because of expectation. It's just how it is part of what makes me me. Now it's like saying that um your love language is acts of service. And because we're a couple and we do stuff together, and you actually like when people do stuff for you. That is how you feel loved, and that's how you feel understood and that is all the drama because i'm not in a good mood doesn't mean i won't do those things for you do you understand that's why it's a relationship we make compromises and when you're having yeah i think that yes and when you're having a bad day when you're that should be why it's difficult because you have to do this exactly and when um when you're unable to do it say you're not feeling too well or you're having a bad day i'm not a witch and i do not fly in the night so i understand because I know you did it yesterday, and I know you did But you can't not do it. Like, you can't not send me a text and begin to justify it. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. So while we have these expectations, there's also the part where we have, there may not be expectations, but they are just things we want because we are, we and we are, it is a relationship. You would make effort, and there will be compromises. You won't send me text only because you're feeling good. Mm-mm. I didn't. Like, our relationship is not based only on where you're feeling good. When you're not feeling as well, I'll do those things too. So you have to do them. It's compromise. Whether you get them off the internet, whether you copy them from somewhere, I honestly do not care. Just send my text every morning. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. I assure you that you so care. You said? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know I Bol- care, Bol- I'm just from a Like, that is how it is. I'm sure love languages are a thing. They're like a very very serious thing. Now, the person might not even really care about getting gifts. And you're sharing her with gifts. She doesn't really care about it. She wants you to tell her three things. Simple. Tell her. It's not like you won't buy gifts for her. Please don't misunderstand me. But please, send her those, those texts that she wants. It's, it's fundamental to you guys' relation. You'll find out now that the guy is doing everything, but she still does not feel loved. She doesn't feel cared for. He doesn't feel like you're putting a lot of effort in the relationship. And it's not because you are not. It's just because you don't understand. And that, that you're having a bad day is not, it's not, it's no excuse. It's no excuse at all. So you do it. It's compromise. Bolo, I need a segment for you on the podcast. Like, <laughs> just one segment to speak words. Mm-hmm. 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 Our baby is because... <laughs> Prax, she came, Prax, she came for you, right? You felt it. She, she really came she, for you. She didn't even let you say anything. Yeah, well, she made, she made some <laughs> points, some important points, but... Um, yeah. She, let's just leave it as she did. Prax, are you about to discount my? <laughs> I was going to, but then there's no, there's no need. Please let's move on with the monogamy <laughs> question. <laughs> Professor Prax. Okay, so, so we all agree that monogamy is realistic. It's just not a walk in the park. It's extremely difficult 
Mm-hmm. Now, my problem with this is, if it is so difficult, then just how realistic can monogamy be? I mean, studies have shown that most monogamous relationships, and by most, I don't mean 51% out of 100%. I'm talking figures as high as 87% of monogamous relationships experience infidelity at least once in the duration of the relationships. So my question now is, do we accept infidelity as part and parcel of a normal monogamous relationship? You know, do people create cheating allowances in their relationships to avoid the you know, um, shock and disappointment of infidelity. Oh, wait, let me just even rephrase the initial question. Is monogamy without infidelity realistic? What do you guys think? Facts? Yep, yep, yes. Um, personally, for me, I believe we should never leave an opening for, um, for infidelity in, in a union, in marriage, or in any relationship. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like giving, um, giving a prisoner the key to his cell like what do you expect he's going to open the door and get get out you understand so um i i believe it should never we should never come to that point where we agree that okay um one of the regular part of um of monogamous relationship or the usual thing in monogamy is mm-hmm. infidelity if we ever get there we are not going to see the end of it so um what we can only do it's not to encourage it, but to also tell members or people that are in a monogamous relationship that anything can happen. We must learn to forgive one another. And then we must learn not only to forgive, the forgiving must learn to have sense. You understand? It's not that oh. the person now starts saying that, okay, because I'm forgiving today, let's do it again. She'll forgive me again. Bro, you're gone. God's got. You understand? So, <laughs> so um, Putting that into, I think that is how it should be. It should not be seen as n- normal, something normal in the, in the relationship. And it should not also be seen as a major reason why the relationship should break, especially when it just happens once. Okay. But you still haven't answered the question, though. Is monogamy without infidelity realistic? Is it possible? Is it possible? Yes. Why? I mean, your stats say it. 20% about 20% or close to 20% have don't experience infidelity in their monogamous relationship so that shows that it is possible you understand so yes it is so Bolu what do you think all right so I think that um relationships are a worthwhile investment they are yes they are an investment meaning that they, they would require us to um invest our time commitment make sacrifices put in a lot of effort Mm-hmm. And yes, they will turn out well in the end. So while um yes, and I don't think that infidelity should ever, ever, ever be permissible in any relationship. It just opens the door to the devil and his entire army, as it were, to come in and show <laughs> up to us and say, I'm serious. Because um um creating a cheating allowance, as you were, would be giving infidelity a voice, a justification, would be giving it a platform. And that should never happen in any relationship. The flip side to this is also the fact that um, they say that to err is human and to forgive is divine. That So in the very unlikely event that your partner does something wrong to you, cheat on you, there is the part where you forgive because it is one of the sacrifices you would make. 
Now, I'm not saying that you should keep cheating or she should keep cheating and you keep forgiving. Mm-mm, your name is not forgiver. It has to be an only time offender. It cannot even be a two time or two. No, only time. That first time, you should just you should just nip the thing in the board instantly. So yeah, so I don't think um <laughs> infidelity should ever, ever, ever be permitted in a relationship. It is difficult, yes, but it is something that can be achieved. As Prax rightly said, you said um about eighty seven percent of uh, married couples, monogamous couples, um experience infidelity at least once in their in the span of their relationship. The many 13% are doing something right and we can learn from them. We can ask, how far? How are you doing it? Yeah, and learn. Yeah. That's the end of my TED Talk. Welcome. All right, yeah. thank you for that, Bolu. So this next question is actually for you. Okay, so Bolu, are you listening? Do you think human beings are wired to pair up with one partner hmm. for life? I'm not sure. Or... I think that human beings generally prefer monogamous relationships we might like to claim otherwise we might yes. like to say but everybody that's why people get jealous when their partners cheat on them that's why the issues when um someone is being unfaithful if not like if we're wired to enjoy promiscuity we should not be bothered when our partner does something like that it should just be oh it's like saying we're wired. it's the way we're wired to eat you won't be angry when your parents are eating or when your brother is eating when you're eating so i don't think we're wired i'm saying personally speaking I don't think we're wired to um, be in polygamous relationships. I think we're wired to um, explore to the fullest advantage our monogamous relationships. So if you're with one person, I think we human beings are probably God's, not even are probably, we are definitely God's most beautiful creation. And is most um, interesting. I think people evolve. I think that the person I was um, last year, it's not the same person I am this year. And you that are my partner, it is a privilege. In fact, it's a privilege of your life to meet this side of me and to explore this side of me. So, um, yeah, so I think we can. I think when people begin to realize that their partners are much more than <laughs> the person they met last year or last week, I think when they realize that people evolve, people change, people become better, people become improved versions of themselves, they would find their relationships much more interesting, much more... Like, so the adventure they're seeking, it can be found within the confines of their relationship, yeah. So that's why I don't think we're wired to be polygamous or to have, um, like, concurrently running relation, romantic relationships everywhere. Mm-mm. I think we are wired to face one person and be committed and be loyal to that person. That's how life will. It makes life easier and safer. Yeah, so that's what I think. Why is Prax quiet? Well, I'm I'm quiet because um I, I was waiting for um Abebe to cue me in. Um, I personally believe man was not designed to be monogamous. Okay. Why? Okay. Based on three views. Three. First of all, first of all, the um the Judeo Christian mm. view. I'm listening. It doesn't, in so many ways, support polygamous marriage. In fact, not basically on the on the platform of um, God wants it or God does not. It is even on the platform of wisdom, wisdom of um, Solomon. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? There were a lot of places where it was it was it was not saying don't marry mm-hmm. more than one wife, don't marry no 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 no. But it was actually saying in some way that well, it is better to hold on to one to the wife of your youth and all of those things. Blah blah blah. 
he did a lot of time he said all of those things so oh, yeah where I'm he saying, regarded now, everything else as vanity now going into the christian views you will see there are so many places where, where it was said in the bible that a man should mm-hmm. only marry one wife and so, it was adam but, not adam and there. eve and shola and Abebe and bulu it was just adam and eve the second one is this um uh it is safer yep. and easier when I mean safer, if you exactly, it's easier and it's safer. If you look at the history of our fathers, and the, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm yet to see that man that can stand up to me and tell me my father had five wives and it was just a walk in the park. And we were just chilling in the house. Like all of us, the 10 children of the five wives, just always feel like we are one family. No, there was always the fight. The mothers were always turning against each other. There was always noise. Oh, you stepped on me. You, so you spoke to my children. You did it. And it's always this headache. For the... You understand? He was supposed to be in my room, but he ended up in our room. Lastly, is um, at least <laughs> some creatures in the wild. Do. Many actually. I'm not using that to justify why we should why we should do it, but I'm saying some creatures in the in the wild do it, so it's not impossible for us. We we were just, or rather, we are just the creature that that was given the option of choice. You understand? But take for example, albatrosses do it, penguins do it, eagles do it. I think it just um, shows the intimacy, and I, and I don't think think intimacy is possible in polygamous or polyandrous relationships. Oh. I don't think it is possible. So um, thank you guys. Thank you, Bolu. Thank you, Prax. Now, Prax, moving on to you. <laughs> Speaking of um, really um, non-monogamous <laughs> relationships now, what do you think about open and polyamorous relationships? And for the sake of our listeners, polyamory means um, having multiple romantic relationships at the same time, but it has to be with the knowledge and consent of everyone involved. And an open relationship is a relationship where the parties are just free to take new partners. I feel about that these two situations. We are to explore, but like Bolu said, within the boundaries of monogamy. Now, mm-hmm. you see all these polyandros, poly, whatever they call themselves. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak in a derogatory way, but I don't believe that it <laughs> gives the made the essence of relationship. The essence of relationship is to give companionship, is to give exclusivity, is to give, um, is to give is to have one person with hmm, whom you friend. share your life, mm-hmm. the totality of it. You understand? The, the one person that knows everything about you. I mean, fact, that was the, deep. Mm-hmm. The one person that knows the dot, where that dot is on your back. It's not, is, is that not what it is supposed to be? That is what it is supposed mm, to be. Wow, it, 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 it is that relationship that. where you are vulnerable with one person, basically. Yeah, and to me, I believe that it is very, very... Considering that I have some measure of trust issues, I think it is just a lot to have a relationship where I am open to like seven people. Is it a WhatsApp group? It's almost I, I a football get... team. So, yeah, for one, um, for one, a, a lot of people in this time want to really enjoy pleasure without responsibility. Monogamy comes with its responsibility, and it is not bad responsibility. True. It is human to have responsibilities and it is human a to take those responsibilities, responsibilities to hold them by the horn and fight you understand it is human to do that but it is just that um, people are becoming too scared these days to face those responsibilities head on and to do what they are meant to do 
So that is the reason why we go outside of that to find something else that doesn't that gives us the pleasure but does not give us the responsibility. But the truth is, if it gives us the pleasure, it will not give us the whole pleasure. It will not give us the whole thing that we want. So we just get pleasure alone. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Can I say something? The kind of life we want now is... I understand that people have um, had... Um, like, people have seen pictures of marriages they do not want to um, experience. You know how um, Prax was speaking about enduring marriages and stuff? I think it is. I think that those um, marriages were perhaps not best best examples for us. And so many of us want to hide. We just want the yeah. pleasure, as I said, without responsibility. But the honest truth is that um, freedom without responsibility is a farce. Like, mm-hmm. it never, ever... It doesn't give you the... Mm-hmm. Um, it was saying the complete pleasure. Saying that might even make people think, oh, at least I get a part of the pleasure. I think marriage is much more than the um, sexual fulfillment you feel from it. I think it is deeper than that. Now, I remember that um, on Instagram, many times, my friends would send me DMs or pictures of all these really, really old, but very, very beautiful couples. And they're never a man and 20 women. It's just always a man and a woman. And I'm sure that those people <laughs> had this thing. I'm telling you, we'll be shouting goals, God, when... I'm, like, those people, I'm sure they faced these same it's things. True. I'm sure that the man must have gotten bored as a way of the relationship. The woman must have gotten tired. I'm sure that they must have faced all this. No marriage is perfect. I think it is impossible. I think it's even the imperfections that make your marriage beautiful. So you... So um, yeah. both of them, they've seen it, but they decided to weather the storm. They didn't suddenly go off and say, um, please let me take a break for, um, for four months and let me try out new men. When you try out new men, what's the purpose? What if you get pregnant? Like, what's the purpose in life? What, what is your purpose for trying out new people? Fix your relationship. I think it's just mere laziness to, to just want to explore, to just, like, without... I don't know. I think it's just laziness. I think we can work at it. I think we can be better. I think we all can be better people. I think we can find knowledge on how best to do these things. I think we can develop more strength. I think, because if you say that, you would have children, yes, and your children might not always be perfect. They might not always be having great grades in school. I'll say, um, I'm sorry, I'm taking a break from your parents. That's what I'm saying. So you can't take a break from parenting. Oh, Why yeah, would you take true. a break from being your partner's partner, but except in external circumstances, you say it's beating you or something. I'm not supporting those. I'm saying that these things are normal stuff that people go through. You are you don't think it's satisfying enough. Fix it. Fix it. Talk to him. If it's necessary, stay a therapist. But you cannot, you cannot just hands off and begin to and if you've not even gotten into it before, like me, I'm preaching to myself right now. You don't mean like like marriage, you should not be so scared of it. And even if you're they say we should face our fear, right? All right, all right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. So that's it for the infidelity problem, you guys. Thanks for following the conversation from last week and sharing your opinions and experiences with me. Join me next week for another interesting conversation on the podcast. And remember, SRR is the code, you guys, that subscribe, rate, and review. Okay, that was a terrible attempt at sounding cool. But honestly, remember to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review. So enjoy the rest of your week. Miss me. Bye.